up, everybody? It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Friday, 11th day of June, 2021. My name is Nick. Hey, look, there's Big J right over there. Here I am. Hopefully you have a decent weekend planned. Big J going to be out and about this weekend. He'll be at the Ridley's and Star tomorrow, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. Just down the road. Living it up? Yeah. Big J style? Like, wait till five minutes before I'm supposed to be there? Uh, should be awesome, and they'll have a chance for you to win some, uh, you know, cool little ATVs courtesy of Keystone Light that they've been trying to give away all summer long. That will continue the little tour that we were on to try to get people qualified, so you might want to tune in for that. I'll have some cashed out tickets as well. That's right. See? Prizes to be won if you show up and say hello to Big J, which is an added bonus. Not only do you see Big J in person, but you get to be in his presence, and then you might get something out of yeah. it. That's a sweet deal. Right. Any other plans for the weekend for you, my friend? Um. Yeah. Let's see. Tonight, I'm going to be doing a, a live, uh, a, a Facebook live with Randy. Nice. Talking about the longest haul too. Excited to debut that and, and tell everybody what's uh, going on with that and the plans I have. Um. And then, gosh, I think Sunday celebrating Anissa's birthday. Celebramos. So that's that's it though. I need some. I need to take a day and just chill out. I haven't played my Xbox forever, so... Yeah, it's one of those deals where sometimes Big J life catches up with you, you know? I hate it. Uh, yeah, but don't worry, uh, your Xbox ain't going anywhere, Hopefully. as I'm sure everybody will tell you. These Unless... dex gens, they can get up and walk away. Uh, is that true? No. I don't have that experience, but I don't have, I don't have an Xbox. Maybe you can't. Maybe it is self-aware. Uh, on top of that, today on the show, a chance to qualify for Aftershock today at 7.30 with Lie Detector. Big J has a chance for you to get a life lesson from him over the course of the show today. We have a chance for you to win cash out tickets on the radio. Jeff Shaw is at the lounge at the end of the universe tonight and tomorrow at 8 o'clock. we got a chance for some tickets for that as well. So it should be a productive Friday show and it all begins with some important stuff. When news breaks, we're the first there to muck it. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve that advocate. Had this news yesterday, but it seemed like with the weather that was going on yesterday morning, it was a uh, rough day to talk about floating the river. But uh, it cleared up in the afternoon, that's for sure, and it's going to be hot next week, too. And so it's probably time to talk about 2021 float season because it is almost here. Barber Park parking fees, equipment rental, shuttle service, snack shack. They're going to start operating beginning on Tuesday, Big J. Ada County Parks and Waterways made the announcement Wednesday afternoon. The new Barber Park Plaza, including designated launch areas, will remain closed for construction until Saturday, uh, next Saturday. But you have an opportunity to start floating the river a little bit come Tuesday, Big J. Oh, man. Uh, which is nice. Reminder that you're not allowed to have alcohol down there. They are going to be on patrol for that. So uh, don't try to sneak it by, at least early on. What you do is you. <laughs> yeah. Is your business. But be creative. It, you're going to need to be creative in order to get it through. But either way, if you're looking to cool down and it's going to be in the 90s and stuff next week, then floating the river may be a great way to do that. Bucks beat the Nets last night in Game 3, 86-83, as Kevin Durant missed a three-pointer to tie the game at the buzzer. Brooklyn's still up 2-1 in that series. Utah grabbed the 2-0 lead in their series against the Jazz, excuse me, against the Clippers with a 117-111 win. And the Colorado Avalanche, who everybody thought going into the series against Vegas was going to head to the Cup, 
ended up losing last night and are done in the NHL playoffs. The Vegas Golden Knights, after being down 2 to nothing in that series, just came back and won four in a row. And that is it for the Avs. They are done. Vegas moving on. Uh, they will take the Montreal Canadiens on in the next round. So your, your Stanley Cup semifinal are set as we get ready to get down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, we got some big news revolving around college football to talk about next hour. You're going to want to hold on for that, that's for sure. <laughs> but know this much. David Hasselhoff is staying busy, Big J. Behalf. There's an old uh, Norm MacDonald joke that he always used to say on Saturday Night Live, and that was, Germans love David Hasselhoff. And that is truer than ever, as he is being paid by the German health ministry uh, to do a bunch of PSAs and commercials encouraging Germans to get the coronavirus vaccination. And uh, and Germans are listening in droves, Big J. God, they love David Hasselhoff. Jeez, man. In the ad, the 68-year-old actor flexed his bandaged bicep and said, I, David Hasselhoff, am supposedly a hero because of Baywatch and Knight Rider and the Berlin Wall. But I found freedom with vaccination, and you can too. And it's filmed seriously, and they are all in. It almost sounds like a Captain America PSA. <laughs> it does. It does. And really, if David Hasselhoff isn't a real-life Captain America without the super serum, I don't know who is, if we're being honest. Look at him. So congratulations to David Hasselhoff on cashing that check, and congratulations to Germany for getting an awesome PSA. Jay's Life Lesson on the morning after with Nick and Big Jay. Yeah, Nick, for today's Life Lesson, I want to play off of uh, uh, Kenny Rogers. Play off. And, yeah, he he had a, a great song, and in that song, there's a great verse. It's... It's uh, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and know when to run away, Nick. That's of course from Islands in the Street, right? No, it's it's from The Gamble. Oh, okay. And I'm raising the white flag, and I'm folding them, and running away from being a pampered chef consultant. No, Big J, the Cooking with Big J brand. Uh, that'll probably stick around, but <laughs> but man, I'm gonna tell you. So I did my first, and I think maybe last in person. <laughs> Pampered Chef party yesterday. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. I mean, I didn't even hear anything about this. I know, because I uh, here's the reason why, man. The anxiety oh. and stress and everything going into it <laughs> was unbelievable. I, I immediately regretted like saying, hey, this would be a good idea to do, because it was a, a fundraiser for the Alzheimer's Association. Yeah. I was at the executive director's house. And it, oh, you're at somebody else's house. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do. Really? Yes. You Why go don't you into, host it at your own house? That's not how that works. That's you're you're uh, the consultant. They're the host, and you go to their house. Oh, so, and well, they host oh, the so party. You're not hosting it. You're consulting it. Okay. But I'm sorry. but but when you're the consultant, you come and do the party. You're like you put on a demo, and you are. It's it's one of those things where, like. Uh, I thought it would be cool, but then I had flashbacks of, of 25, 30 years ago when uh, I was uh, in doing a demo of a Kirby vacuum cleaner in my sister's house and realizing there's no way in hell I can do this. Sweating all over the place and just why miserable. Do you, do, you, do you know why you get nervous in front of crowds of small people and not large people? Uh, it's not people? small people. I think it has to do with what I'm there to do. Okay. Like, if I was, you just invited me over to, like, maybe tell jokes or something. I could do that. But this is something completely different, and I don't know what the deal is. Luckily, my wife was there to help me, or I would have died. Because part of the problem is I can't stand up for 20 minutes at a time right now without being in complete and utter pain. Okay. Uh, there's that. I, I was I was driving over to the with the wife. Uh, I was like, you know what? I don't know the prices of any of these things. You know, I haven't put in the work. 
and the, that's because when I, I decided I wanted to do this was was uh, you know late at the end of last year, and I was like, yeah, this would be fun. And part of the reason is because uh, I wanted something else to to do besides sitting around playing video games, uh-huh. you know, and, and just try to do something productive. Uh, that wasn't work because like, you got to step away from that for time. And so I was like, yeah, I was really into it. I really wanted to get do- going into it. And then the Alzheimer's Association opportunity came up, and that was a far more greater, you know, thing to do. And so I've invested. It was more your passion than yes, it was selling yes, exactly. people pots and pans. And, and even though I love kitchen gadgets and love to help people, it's not just, I'm not passionate about it and, and, and the stress and anxiety of this thing was way beyond what it should be. And I'm like, I can't keep doing that to myself. And, you know, the wife, I think, is going to want me to do some more. We'll see. She was awesome. I mean, she is the type of person that can do that sort of thing. She's just got the energy for it. And, uh, you know, I like talking to people and doing things. But at the same time, it's like, this is not this is not what I'm, I'm here for. So was it a disaster yesterday? No, not at all. Okay. Well, no, but good. I felt disastrous inside. I got you. Uh, and I, I couldn't wait till it was over. And that's not the way you want to go about it. I mean, that's that's what, what I'm here for. So, uh, you know, I mean, I might do some stuff on online and help people if they want to get great deals on Pampered Chef. I'm, I'm here to do that. But, you know, hosting uh, these parties in person, not my thing. Well, and you got to know that. You got to raise the, the flag and, and walk away, just like the song says, because otherwise uh, it's going to be a, an early exit for myself. So big, big J Pampered Chef, twenty twenty one to twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how would you grade your six month endeavor? An F. <laughs> well, you had to sell some stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, sure. Yeah. We. Yeah. Of course. So but not a complete failure. Come on. No, but you know, I mean, it's. I'm not into the being. I got it. You know, being pushy and being like, hey. Uh, let's, uh, let's, who wants to host, you know, I'm not into that right now. And so, like I said, I don't have to be, you don't like being on top of a pyramid scheme. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Sure. Uh, but you know, as there's a couple people there and by the way, Pampered Chef is, is 99% female. Yeah. Okay. So I thought, oh, Hey, this is a great, it's like you selling Mary Kay. Yeah, exactly. And it's like everybody at this party, I was the only male there. Like, the husband's like, I'm out, see ya. And I'm like, oh, no. I'll let you ladies what? do your business. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, and it's not that I have a problem with that. It's just, you know, I mean, it's just <laughs> not what I should be doing. Right. You're, so. you're, you're uncomfortable being the center of attention in a room of women. It, it makes sense. Yeah, very awkward. But uh, ladies love you. So what, what's that's, that's the rub. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Either way, uh, I, I, sometimes you know things are, are what you should be doing, and there are things you know you shouldn't be doing. This is one of those things, and it's okay to walk away from it. So it was your first and your last Pampered Chef party? I think unless it's family or, you know, some other people that I know really well that want to, you know, take advantage and, and get some rewards, because that's part of the whole thing of Pampered Chef uh, and the reason I like it. But Yeah, but those that are really successful do this with a bunch of strangers. Yes, yes. they do it with strangers, and they make a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and sure, that's a great appeal. I mean, you make I made some money last night, but... It's just not worth all the other stress and stuff. Well, uh, it was a good run, Big J. Yeah. Thank you very much uh, for being our pampered chef. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7. At AdvocatesLaw.com, you deserve an advocate, and I'm very sure 
they'll be proud that they're about to be preceding this question. Can I ask you a personal question, Big J? Yeah, sure. You ever been told you're bad in bed? I, I, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that'd be something that'd probably stick out to you if it had. Be like that? Yeah, that'd be hurtful. Right. Yeah. And, and, and follow-up question, what does that even mean if somebody says that? Well... Uh, we can thank NYU for putting together this particular study, but uh, their School of Human Sexuality, which apparently is a thing, uh, put together a study, and it found that 38% of people, in some way or another, have been told by their significant other or their ex-significant other that they were bad in bed. Now, you're right, Big J. Some of that stuff may be said in effort to hurt them out as they're walking out the door kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, they kind of followed up by saying, okay, well, what's it mean if somebody's bad in bed? And the answer, number one most commonly given, is basically you don't have the skills necessary to please your partner. That, If you know what I mean, Big J. Right. Or uh, without hurting them to do so. I don't know what that means, but that doesn't sound good either. What? And then number two, uh, you either that or you, you're not responsive to the specific partner you're with. Meaning you're kind of selfish in bed and you don't really care whether or not the other person's having a good time as long as you get yours, you understand? And so that is how sex or somebody that's in bed with somebody else is labeled as bad. You know, they lack communication, they lacked connection, they lacked enthusiasm, passion, and skill. These are things you need in order to excel in that particular department. Uh, but also, you know, there's one thing that the Human Sexuality uh, School found, which is, listen... Uh, you know, being a good lover, if you will, Big J, lover. it's not, It's not. you know, uh, God has gifted you with this skill. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something that can be learned. And nobody's born being a fantastic person in bed. There are things that you can do to improve yourself and your skills and your, your arsenal, if you will, Big mm -hmm. J, in order to improve that. So if it's something that you've heard time and time again, like you're selfish or whatever the case may be. Get to work. There's changes you can make in order to be good. It's all about listening to the person that you're with at that particular point and making sure that they are the center of attention as well. So to those 38% of people that apparently have been told they're bad in bed, uh, they kind of estimated that probably about 20% of that actually is accurate. You know, one in five people probably aren't that great. Either they lack the confidence or they lack the skill set or whatever. Or care. Uh, or care, that's right. They could be just selfish. And so the good news is you don't have to stay that way if you feel that way. So put in the effort, put in the work, and see what happens. Right, Big J? Yeah. Big J approved? Approved. All right. Wrap it up. So listen, things could be changing in college football very, very soon. Yeah, you promised this earlier. Big tease. Could be good news to your Boise State Broncos because... The college football playoff announcement yesterday came that's that uh, basically they're going to expand from four teams to 12. It's crazy. Uh, and basically they're going to have their own like little tournament, if you will, a la March Madness for the national championship. So what happens is they're going to give six spots reserved for the highest ranked conference champions. So you already got the group of five that probably will get an automatic buy, right? Yeah. But what that means is whatever the highest ranked conference champion is for the, the, the non-power five schools, they will automatically get into this playoff. So, hey, uh, if you're, uh, you know, the champion in the WAC or uh, the Mountain West uh -huh. and you're ranked... If you, and you're ranked higher than, like, the AAC or the MAC winner is, that's an automatic berth for you. 
So last year, as an example, uh, both Coastal Carolina and uh, Cincinnati would have gotten in to the uh, the playoff, and the the Pac-12 winner because it was lower ranked behind those two other schools would not have gotten in. Oh, wow. So uh, there's some interesting kind of things that could happen. Sometimes it could be two, you know, non-Power 5 schools that get in. So, yes, that bodes well for the Broncos and things like that if they can, you know, put together an undefeated season. But also it's six other at-large selections. And so you never know if you could have two or three small schools that could get in there. It's never going to be more than that. You're going to find yourself with, you know, four or five SEC schools still in this thing. But... It is interesting and a chance, at least, for the smaller conferences to put up or shut up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And go on a run. Now, the downside to this is, you know, if you're one of, like, the non-Power 5 schools and you, you know, kind of miracle your way to a a championship, you're going to have to play 17 games to get there, which is a lot. I mean... That's a lot. I mean, it's 13 usually for a normal schedule, so that's four more games than your used to playing if, again, you don't get that first round bye in the playoff section. But there's not a lot of pushback accepted to it. And listen, 12 teams to me is way better than the current system. It's way better than the BCS was. It's way better than just uh, relying on the votes. This is more than you could have ever hoped for. I mean, you would have thought six, okay, six or eight teams was the max. Nobody thought 12. I thought for sure the NCAA would biff this up and, yes, make it like six so that, again, nobody had a chance to play but the big boys. But... Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's a new kind of direction or whatever, but they're they're starting to figure out that it doesn't matter what the sport, and maybe NFL is a little bit different, but nobody cares about the regular season, man. Uh, in college, in, in professional, it's all about the playoffs. It's all about, you know, who's going to make a run to make it happen. And if you can draw up some interest for your playoff action, then you're good. And the more teams involved, the more teams that have a chance to win a championship, the bigger of a deal it's going to be. When you're just dealing, and and probably, quite frankly, the NCAA is getting sick of like everybody else is, it's Alabama and Clemson every year. I mean, Alabama's won like eight championships, and they still might, but the point is, at least it gives the impression that somebody else has a chance. Here's the thing is, I wonder, especially in Boise State's case here, if it'll make it more difficult to schedule non-conference games of meaning with 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 higher ranked programs or not because it seems like that would be a risk that you wouldn't want to take well the other the flip side to that is if you're a big program you could probably have now a loss or two and still get into okay this that's thing. what i'm saying yeah. that's, i'm like that might make it easier to have some of the bigger programs it might play ball with some of the non it might power five teams uh who knows but uh that remains to be seen either way earliest we're looking at this happening even if it does get approved and again uh next week is when they're voting on it and it doesn't look like there's going to be a lot of pushback 2024 is when this is going to go into effect which seems like a long time but it's three years from now yeah and uh that's a pretty cool thing so some big changes could be happening to college football Big J Peacock has ordered a 10 episode series based on the film Ted by Seth MacFarlane the Hollywood Reporter has reported, but uh, none of the original cast outside of Seth MacFarlane will be involved in this. So, no Mark Wahlberg, no Mila Kunis. Uh, they will not be attached to this particular series. But So far. Correct, so far. But MacFarlane is currently in negotiations to reprise his voiceover role, but I'm also guessing it's probably not going to happen. You know, Mark Wahlberg's not going to do a 10-episode Peacock series. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think this is a prequel. Uh, who knows what it is? Well, yeah, it so could very it well might be. be that time between you know when he was, you know, became a, a teddy bear that talked 
Well, he became a teddy bear that talked because when he was a kid. Well, yeah, but you remember if in, in the first Ted movie, there was that whole time where he was a huge celebrity. Right, right. And so this might be that that time frame. Could also be. But wasn't, and and Mark Wahlberg, the character anyway, was a younger kid, so you could put yeah. anybody in that role, I suppose. Family Guy creator will also serve as the writer and executive producer, so more money for Seth MacFarlane. Eye Detector, presented by Tobacco Connection and Big Smoke. Only on 100.3, the X rocks. Damn it. Thank you to Tobacco Connection and Big Smoke. <laughs> All these buttons are sticky over here, Big J. It's pretty great. Uh, you have an opportunity to qualify for the Aftershock Music Festival. Man, it's a pretty big deal happening in Sacramento, California in October, and we would like to send you there. We're going to take care of your flight. We're going to take care of your lodging. We're going to take care of tickets to the four-day festival. All you need to do is get qualified by calling 208-287-1003 and play a little game called Lie Detector. Big J has three statements. One of those statements is completely false. If you can pick out what the lie is, then boom, you are qualified for the trip for two to Aftershock as part of the fun that is Lie Detector. Big J, are you ready? Yes. Into the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? Janine. All right, Janine, you are up first. Good luck with lie detector. See if you can't pick out the lie. Electronic Electronic Arts, or EA, is a software company that makes video games. EA Sports, it's in the game, is their sports tagline. EA has never made a game that sucked or was full of glitches at the time of release. The third one. That's accurate, 100%. And a fair Big J opinion. Congratulations to you, Janine. You're officially qualified for Aftershock. Please hold on just one second, and we will get some information from you. Your next chance to do what Janine did is happening at 1230 today with Jason Drew and then 530 again with Adam, and I imagine you're bringing up EA for a reason. Yeah, uh, you know, they released, of course, uh, the Battlefield trailer for Battlefield 2042 the other day, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then uh, it was revealed last night that EA was hacked. And uh, over 780 gigabytes of, uh, of important information was stolen from EA, including source code for Frostbite, their uh, game engine for all of their games. Oh, fun. Good job. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be a real problem. What does that mean, though, exactly? Uh, it means that they're, uh, well, I mean, you, you could do either number of things with this. Uh, uh, is uh, m- More importantly, you could put it out there so that somebody else could use that uh-huh. to develop something. Uh, also, probably something to help destroy games but or does make it, them even more glitchy than they already are. Does it mean that they no longer have that information? Like, no, uh, they, like they, it's they gone? still have okay. it, but it's, you know, the information has been stolen, intellectual property. Right. But um, it's, that's, uh, that's a bad thing. So it doesn't lead; it won't lead to delays of anything of video games or stuff. It just might. Well, it, I mean, no, stuff. yeah, but it certainly could ruin games that are being played right now. You love it. No, Morning I don't after love that at all. with Nick and Big J. There's your lie detector. We got your "We're Going to Hell" story next on the X Rock. J on 100.3, the X rocks. Well, Big J, we are headed to Alabama for today's "We're Going to Hell" story. Uh oh. Uh, And there we are going to meet Jeffrey McCants, who gave probably uh, one of the most epic exit interviews out of a police station in the history of time. Uh, As a God-fearing Christian, Big J, you believe God's inside all of us, yes? No. Oh, my God. Yeah, sorry. You got to invite him in. So... Uh, do you believe that those people that invite him in have God inside of them? Yes, the Holy Ghost. Uh, do you believe that God then is responsible for some of the things that they do? No, absolutely not. Oh, how come? Well, because free will. 
free will. Well, obviously the Holy Ghost can't be responsible for you committing sins, Nick. So, uh, well, that's what not what Jeffrey McCann says. Well, he's wrong. Jeffrey McCann says that he, uh, the only reason he stole the car is because God made him do it. But uh, that's one of the many statements he made as he was exiting the police station uh, after being charged with stealing a vehicle. He uh, was charged with stealing a uh, marked Pritchard Fire Rescue Vehicle, which is an ambulance, essentially. Ambulance. And uh, and as he's getting escorted out, you know, the cameras are rolling, and he say, he introduces himself to the cameras as Jeffrey McCants, and then he tells the cameras he is, quote, running for the mayor of Mobile, Alabama, baby. When asked by a female reporter why McCants supposedly stole the vehicle, he tells her that he wouldn't have stole it if, quote, he had a woman like you in his life. And then he a woman cl- like me, huh? <laughs> and it worked. They're now married. Whoa. He clarifies that he allegedly stole the vehicle because God told him to. Uh, he then says, quote, and guess what? God helps me do everything. And, uh, and the, then the officer tries to be quiet and escort him to the police vehicle. He says, quote, God makes me steal everything, man. I'll steal your heart, baby. Uh, but McCants was not finished. He says, quote, God helps me do everything, good and bad. And he helps me also get away from the police. But not this time, end quote. The camera then pans to show another man in handcuffs being escorted into the same vehicle. When reporter asked him if he was involved in the alleged auto theft, McCann then pipes up again and says, quote, no, I did it, man. He didn't do bleep. I did everything. McCann says uh, when asked what he's going to do when he is released from custody, he says, quote, I'm going to steal a police car. So he's got a to-do list to get to the second he is released from custody. Uh, he apparently is being held in Mobile County Metro Jail on charges of first-degree theft and first-degree burglary. Uh, he's had some previous brushes with the law, Big J, including another incident where he was accused of stealing a vehicle, so this isn't his first rodeo. But I do like the fact that he uh, has got some confidence and he's got a plan. Uh, that's good, and I also think that he's funny. So he's got that. he's got criminal hubris. Yes, he does. And he can have a little bit of fun with it. Criminal hubris! And so put that in a jar and sell it. Why not? Sorry, I just watched a couple episodes of The League the other night. So Of what? The League? Oh, wonderful. Uh, so if you get a chance, check out the video that I'm sure is going viral by now, but it is wonderful. Uh, I can't. Uh, I'm with Big J. I don't believe you can blame God on your uh, doing bad things and making bad decisions, but I, I do respect uh, his brashness. So uh, tip of the cap to old Jeffrey McCants. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're going to hell story. Let's uh, take a look at your traffic. Morning stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, I do not expect an exact number, just a mere estimate. How many times a day would you say you say the F word? Oh, I mean, it depends, but I'd say average, probably four times. Okay. Do you ever say mother effort? Oh, yeah. How many times a day, or is that part of your F word count? That's part of the, I I would consider it the same. Uh, Would you say those two words are part of your everyday life? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Can you give me an idea as to when that started? Uh, hell if I know. I mean, has it been a long time? Yeah. Have you been swearing, using the F word on a daily basis for most of your life? I would say pre-pulp fiction. Okay. So 1994? Yes. 
or so. So still in high school, you were swearing? No, oh, yeah, man. That doesn't seem like it. Really? You were the, I thought you were pretty pure, and, and I, I guess I get a different impression of, of Christian school Big J and pre, you know, uh, ex Big J. I thought you was kind of like a very pure, a- angelic little kid. That's not the case, huh? I don't think, well, I think you can be both. Uh, an angelic kid with a with a foul mouth. Yeah, that called people mother efforts. Abs- well, I don't think I ever called any particular person a, a mother bleeper. Gotcha. Uh, but you do now, especially you. <laughs> After this segment, what uh, the hell, man? Well, Get the, it. the idea is that uh, people are using more and more swear words. Uh, today's day and age. My youngest Mason has got a filthy, filthy mouth, and you know whose fault it is? It's mine. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's my fault. Maybe I switch it now. Maybe I use that 15 times a day. Might, might, must have been, because she, uh, and I feel bad, because it is my fault. Yeah, but that's, again, that's your thing. Like, you were, you're a swearer. That's what you do. Uh, It's how you express your anger, and in some cases, uh, your opinions. And my love. Uh, yeah, I guess. And so they uh, they ended up pulling about a thousand adults and found that sixty percent of people admit to every day using swear words like the f word and mother effer as part of their everyday life. They also found that uh, eighteen to thirty four year olds were most likely to swear and were more desensitized to the impact of swearing because they do it so much. But the real interesting thing is how much they saw an increase in swearing in people ages 65 and up. Uh, 75% of that age group say at some point they utter some sort of swear word. It may not be like the hardest ones, like the F word, but at some point they swear. And that, according to all studies, is the highest percentage we've ever had of the elderly deciding to just drop some swear words in our face. So... Uh, swear words are becoming more commonplace, I guess, is the point in today's nomenclature. Even though we still have to de- behave ourselves during the four hours we are on the air, uh, you can understand that Big J has a potty mouth. And I think you get that from this show. Hopefully you do anyway. Well, certainly not in a live form. No, no, no. And again, it, it's not, uh, it's, it's not something. I have extraordinary discipline when it comes to that. Right. That's absolutely true. Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Avalanche last night 6-3. That's it for that series. They win four games to two. Vegas will take on Montreal in the next round. Bucks beat the Nets in game three. Brooklyn still leads 2-1. Jazz take game two of their series against the Clippers. That series is 2-0 Utah. NBA told its teams yesterday that it plans to return to a normal schedule next season, which will have the regular season begin in October. According to media reports, Adam Silver said several times over the past month that the league wanted to get back to a regular schedule after having two years of the calendar being disrupted due to the pandemic. And looks like that's going to be next year for the NBA. So a full offseason for whoever wins the championship this time around. Big J, uh, this story bothered me more than it probably should. But Amy Schumer went uh, viral yesterday because... Her doppelganger was spotted at a Tennessee truck stop. Here's what bothers me about this particular story and the reason why I went viral is that it's very clear to anybody that clicks on the account that it's a fake kind of truck stop. Like this is a, a onion-esque kind of truck stop for people. And they, he, in the past, if you go down the timeline, has taken several pictures of famous people and photoshopped them into something else. And, you know, kind of had a little bit of fun with what was going on. And the whole idea was the the image showed this particular character that looked a little bit like Amy Schumer. 
uh, right behind a uh, sign that said stop pooping in our parking lot and the truck stop congratulated her on winning a uh, monster uh, energy drink like fake cooler kind of thing and she had a teardrop tattoo on her face and the caption read <laughs> prize winner Amelia wanted us to point out that her teardrop tattoo is not because she murdered anyone she accidentally killed a pedestrian once after falling asleep at the wheel and got the tattoo to honor that memory and then it all went viral because everybody's like, what's going on in this picture? There's so much to dissect, but nobody realized that it was fake. And even the news story that we have today doesn't point out that it's clearly fake. It is. It's just Real it's a fake story. fake news. Yes. It be, this is how things become things. But all it takes is a click to realize that this is not a real thing. Well, I, once I read the caption, I'm like, that's not... Right. That's not real. But everybody thought it was and no. still thinks it is. No. And so let us be the first or at least hopefully not the first. But it's not a real story. It doesn't make it any less funny. It still is funny. But that's not Amy Schumer. That's not an Amy Schumer look like. That's not even a real person. It's just a Photoshop job as part of a parody account. Uh, but that's all it takes to go viral these days. And again, more than half the people that were involved in it real, thought it was real and probably still do. But you can have your fun. Just know that that's not actually happening. Can Big J? Yeah, we got tickets to hand out. Cashed out is happening at the Revolution Concert House on Tuesday, June 15th. That's next week. And we got a bunch of tickets to hand out. We're going to give some away here right now when you eventually beat me at Pop Culture Smackdown. It is an inevitability. That's the way the game is designed. How soon it happens is entirely up to Big J. The question becomes, do you have what it takes to defeat him. Our phone number, 208-287-1003. It's all about pop culture today, and cashed out tickets are the prize, so you can see a concert as well. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Oops, I the button. Hello, the X. Good morning to you. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? Sean. All right, Sean, you're up first. Sean, this actor has a particular set of skills that he showcases in the Taken movie franchise. Who is it? Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is correct. Right. Big J, this actor and podcaster is also married to the incredibly talented Kristen Bell. Dax Shepard. That is correct. Right. Back to you, Sean. Sean, this Lakers basketball legend also had a part as a co-pilot in the fantastic movie Airplane. Uh, Going back to the 80s. No. You don't California sucks. Felicia. Wrong. That was fun. Stop being an idiot. We gotta, we gotta get a hobby. Hello, the X. Hey, how you doing? We're hanging in there, man. This Lakers basketball legend also had a small part as a co-pilot in the fantastic movie Airplane. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I'll take it. Right. I mean, it's a little bit off, but it's good enough. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Luel Cinder would have also been accepted. I would have accepted Luel Cinder. That is correct. Uh, Big J, this former guest of the morning after starred in the Fox sitcom The Last Man on Earth. Will Forte. Correct. Right. Back to you, sir. Uh, this actor was the star of the sitcom Home Improvement. Home Improvement. Seems like I'm going to be winning some cashed out tickets today. Could very well. Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Right. That is correct. Big J, this SNL alum also starred in the long-running Showtime series, Weeds. Um, Kevin Nealon. That is correct. Right. Back to you, sir. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name. What was it? 
Connor. Connor. All right, you're taking on Big J officially. Big J, or, excuse me, Connor. Uh, this jackass star celebrates a birthday this weekend and is pretty famous for shoving nails up his nose and jumping off of terrible things. Steve-o. Steve-o. Right. That is correct. We're worthy adversary. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you, sir. Uh, this particular actor starred in the Waltons. Played John Boy in the Waltons. Oh, man. Uh, and also was on uh, Stephen King's It back in the day, too. That helped. Yeah, I should. I should. I mean, I can see his, his face. What's on his face? A mole. That's right. Right. Uh, mole boy. Oh boy, is disrespectful. Wrong. That incorrect. Richard Moli. Thomas is his right. Moli. Congratulations, my friend. Good you night, got John yourself uh, tickets to go check out Cashed Out. Connor, hang on one second. We'll get those to you, and you will be all set. Nice run today, Big J. Way to close up the Hey, thanks, cow. thanks, man. See if you throw up those softballs. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are next on the X Rocks. Did- it's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about on the X all the time? Check it out for yourself at GoTeamMazda.com. Big J, the headlines are as follows. What is going on? Thanks for dressing up and love this. Uh, what is going on? It's not a pleasant thing to see on your street. People living on a street in Waterloo, England, ran to their front doors on Monday night after hearing a huge, loud crash. Look out now. They found out a large block of ice had landed on the pavement. Residents are convinced the block, which is about one and a half feet square, came from the laboratory of a plane. Why, Big J? Because it really looks like a block of frozen feces. Ugh. Luckily, it landed in the middle of a street a few feet away from a car and didn't injure anybody. But boy, would that be an awful way to go, right? Not just, you know, crushed by ice from a plane, but by poop ice. A representative from the Civil Action Aviation Authority says that ice falls from aircraft are considered to be rare in airspace and can be the result of phenomenon like meteorological things. We receive about 10 reports of ice falls per year. And while we are unable to investigate the origin of an ice fall, we do record reports of this nature. What good that does, I don't know. But that's what's been happening in Florida, too. Remember, we've had a bunch of ice stuff fall out of the sky and crash through houses. Apparently, it's that time of year, question mark. I don't remember these things happening so often. Exactly. Or is it maybe because like some of these planes have been grounded for a while and now they're all in the air again? They're they having don't know some... how to, they don't know where to put, they don't know how to put their poop away. Where do we go with the poop? <laughs> Throw it out the window. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I don't like it, but I will say that thankfully it hasn't hit anybody yet. Because man, that would suck, right? Right. I mean, you don't even know what would hit you. Literally. Well, that would be the best. Thanks for dressing up. Good to know. And love this. Good to know. No, good to know is what I said. <laughs> Thanks for dressing up or love this. <laughs> love this. A super creepy statue of Friday the 13th killer Jason Voorhees was officially dumped to the bottom of an Arizona lake. But then Park Fischl stepped in and had it removed. The statue was placed deep down in Lake Pleasant back in 2018 by Zachary Nagy, who said it took weeks to put together the actual statue. Nagy told Arizona Central almost everybody who dives at Lake Pleasant knows about it. When asked why he did it, he thought, you know what, it's fun. Divers often place unusual objects underwater as personal projects or to act as markers. And the fictional serial killer thought it would be really a funny thing to put in there. Nagy was said there was also some fake skeletons down there, a poker table, and a Christmas tree. 
and so you could have a little bit of fun, but I don't know why they decided to remove the statue, right? I right. mean, like, I get the poker table and Christmas tree because that's garbage, but the statue seems like it would be a fun little thing to have in there and doesn't hurt anybody, right? Yeah, we got to take down all statues. God, fun police. Well, that, that one's down. It, it's down as far as it can go. And so, uh, but either way, uh, no fun is allowed to be had, so that has been removed. So don't look for it in Lake Pleasant if you haven't been diving in Arizona. Wrap it up with thanks for dressing up. This is not your average burglar wear, but the deputies in Virginia are searching for two women wanted for allegedly shoplifting from several stores while wearing animal onesies. Police say that both women are wanted for shoplifting at a Walmart on February 7th and were featured in Facebook posts as the Sheriff's Office Wanted of the Week, which is a fun little hashtag if you like. Police say the suspects are a couple of ladies. One was wearing a polar bear onesie. The other was wearing a gray wolf onesie. Apparently, uh, if anybody knows anything about what they call the onesie bandits, you're supposed to sign on in to the actual website and help out the police there in Virginia. So there's that. Uh, they believe they used them because it helped, you know, the hoodies helped cover up their face a little bit. Big right. So the onesies had a point, but wasn't much for people to think, wow, is an actual polar bear actually shoplifting from our place? No, it's not. There's your headlines. You're up to date on pretty much everything. Happy record release day to that gentleman, Wolfgang Van Halen. His debut album comes out today. It is called Mammoth WVH, same as that particular band. Don't Back Down is the name of the song. You can find it on the album that is out today, so check it out if you get a chance. Very happy. Former guest of Hanging with Big J. You can still check out that video as well on the X's YouTube. (laughs) You missed the pose Big J did, but it was worth it. You can check out that full video on the X's YouTube channel. Subscribe and have fun with that. There's more fun coming to that channel very, very soon. And I suppose, Big J, you're a man with his finger on the pulse of the airline industry, right? Yeah, yeah. It's about time. I mean, I think that you would probably agree with this as you uh, have a uh, a hate for this in particular thing, magazines. I have a hate for magazines? Yes. You, don't, you can't believe they even exist anymore. And uh, I, yeah, I do believe that they, that they are a thing of the past, yes. And uh, But the airlines haven't really agreed with that uh, since until now, as American Airlines and Delta are uh, now discontinuing their in-flight magazines that they have. I honestly didn't know they were still there. See, and that's exactly what uh, the uh, uh, American Airlines Managing Director of Global Brand Marketing, Dana Lawrence, said. She said airlines are ending the magazines in large part because flyers have so many more options for in-flight entertainment now. Uh, they have don't even notice that they're there. Right. And what a huge waste. Plus, the pandemic, uh, you know, they decided they wanted to eliminate any other chance for people to, you know, transmit things. So they took a lot of that away. And they're just like, you know, what? we just don't need to bring this back. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Uh, although I do remember vividly, like when I first started flying, one of the things that I would do, I don't. It was called airmail or airmall, right? The, yeah, the catalog yeah. that had the the stuff that you could buy oh, I don't that think was that'll stop. comically expensive. Yeah, uh, that stuff I remember paging through and looking at it and laughing at the prices and couldn't believe that people actually bought this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and and most most planes these days modernized with Wi-Fi, and you know, in, in order to use that, you got to go through all their uh, marketed things anyways. Or a Additional charges, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's kind of the direction that they're they're leaning in. So yeah, we're all on there with our devices, and a majority of the people bring something to distract them, or you know, uh, stuff so that they can sleep. So I, I mean, I can't remember. And every once in a while, I'll see even somebody on there with a paper. But even that used to be like a regular occurrence that I used to see on a plane that I don't see anymore at all. You? 
Uh, yeah, no, not really. Yeah, I mean, every, so every once in a blue moon, you it see something. It was always a Wall Street Journal. <laughs> some USA guy. Today was always big, too, in airports. But uh, I just don't see any of that stuff anymore because it's all on our devices. And that's yeah. where it probably can access. Now, if they wanted to have, like, something as part of their Wi-Fi access, you had to, like, check out their magazine or something and had it online on their website, that might be a smart thing. That way they don't lose some of that stuff and still have eyeballs on it. But I get you. I bet you they're not that far ahead of the curve. What do you think about that? Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J solving our nation's problems one break at a time. We got your bad impressions next on the X-Ride. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Oh, man. Comedy, baby. Uh, Lounge at the End of the Universe has got Jeff Shaw going to be playing tonight and tomorrow. Multiple shows. If you want more information, go to Lounge at the End of the Universe. Dot com, uh, but we have uh, a pair of tickets to hand out right now to so figure out bad impressions. You want to laugh it up this weekend? Now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. That is the phone number. Big J has got three clues all about a particular celebrity. Figure out who that celebrity is in three clues or less. And comedy's on us this weekend. Hello, The X. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning to you, sir. Best of luck. Here comes Big J. I played Khal Drogo in Game of Thrones. Say again, Nate. Last thing? I played Khal Drogo in Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I prove on a daily basis that bearded dudes with long hair are sexy in a man bun. Uh, I doubt that, but okay. Continue no, it's, on. it's true. I am Aquaman. Uh, that was Mr. Jason Momoa. That's right. Good job, my friend. Congratulations. Jeff Shaw tickets are yours. Please hold on. We'll get some information from you. Why is Jason Momoa in the news? Aquaman 2, Nick. It has an official title. Have you seen this? I have not. It is called Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Oh, my God. His kingdom is lost. Yeah. Atlantis, probably. I would get to. (laughs) I hope so. Uh, otherwise, we're all in trouble. Uh, did you enjoy the first Aquaman picture? No. I did not either. I thought it was a pile of steam and poo. But uh, but that's because I just, you know, the CGI and, and the underwater stuff, the hair flowing, I just... Oh, wait, everybody man. loved that. They no, thought it looked no, they great. didn't. Not everybody did. Well, not you. But yes, I mean, a lot of people were impressed by the underwater look of Aquaman and how they made it look. But there was one really cool scene. I don't remember. There's the boat thing where he's diving underwater and those things are attacking that I thought was really, really cool. The rest of that movie was trash. Yeah. But, uh, but it made a ridiculous amount of money at the box office, and they're coming back for Aquaman 2. Uh, at this point, we're all in. I don't think they're, even though we have a preference, there's not a DC movie that we haven't seen, right? Uh, no, that's true. Yeah, you got to watch it once at yeah. least, and yeah. uh, it begins filming here in July. All right, all right. And they're bringing back the director, right? Yes, to James Wan for uh, for part two. So get excited, Aquaman fans! Listen, there's no doubt that Jason Momoa is a sexy beast. So just you can see him with the shirt off for the most of the movie. Enjoy that, everybody. Yeah, right? maybe some pants off too. Uh, I'm not sure it's that kind of movie. Morning after with Nicky Big J, we Insane. wrap up the show here next on the X Rock. Troy. <laughs> A day to remember everything we need. Wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for this week, Big J. How did we do this week? Okay? Yeah, good. Got a nice little life lesson from Big J where he officially on the air retired as a pampered chef uh, consultant. So if you are going to go... An in-person consultant. He will no longer do... He will no longer host parties. That's what you said, right? Right. It might be online stuff that you can get. He's not saying no to helping people buy Yeah, I'm not saying no to money. But cooking he, with Big J. He is saying he's not showing up at your house and hosting your party. 
That's not happening. That's not in Big J's uh, fun zone. So that was a big part of it. We got somebody qualified today for the Aftershock Festival, courtesy of Lie Detector. That'll happen again, at least try to, at 1230 and 530 today. So keep tuning in, courtesy of Tobacco Connection and Big Smoke. And, of course, we also had a chance to have Big J go on a run in Pop Culture Smackdown. So a very effective Friday version of Pop Culture Smackdown. Leaves you with the floor, my friend. Yeah, just uh, if you got a chance later t- tonight, I think uh, 7, uh, 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, uh, myself and Randy will be on the X's Facebook page. I'm going to be uh, talking about the Longest Hall 2, which, uh, of course, something I'm doing for the Alzheimer's Association of Greater Idaho, the longest day to raise money. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about what I got planned and the special uh, rock star experiences you might be able to get yourself into. Check it out on the X's Facebook page later tonight. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Keystone Light. Giving away a couple of Polaris Sportsman 570 ATVs right here in the Treasure Valley. Look for Keystone Displays in your favorite place to get Keystone Light. Text the keyword. You're entered to win. Big J going to be out at the Ridley's in Star on Plumber Way tomorrow. 2 to 4 p.m. Your chance to check out those ATVs, check out Big J, and get yourself qualified to win them. So make sure you're out at Ridley's 2 to 4 in Star tomorrow with the X. We will see you on Monday. Have a good one. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X Rock.